All right. Well, welcome to today's edition of Digging Deeper, episode 51. 51. Officially on our way to 100. Yes, you round up to 100 at this point. Yep. I know. <laughs> and it's only been, I mean, it's been a year, but yeah, 51. 51. That's crazy. Thankful that's not my age yet, but oh, that's okay. <laughs> Just 43 last no, week, so we talked about that last 43, week. I wouldn't have guessed that. Oh, thanks. No, you're a thanks, long way from thanks. 50. Thanks. You want to so. raise? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm not gonna, okay. I don't want to be rude and say no. I mean, all right. So well, Ben and Brandon today. Ben and Brandon today. Here we go. Are you, are you sore today after lifting all that weight you on stage? You know what? Um, I'm just really in good shape. <laughs> okay. Well, we do have a, we do have a picture. Why are that, you laughing? I'm, I'm not laughing. <laughs> okay. We do have a picture that got posted to our Instagram page like 10 minutes really? ago. Um, maybe oh, on great. the podcast, we oh can actually, gosh. if you're watching the video and maybe we'll pop up. I that, have not seen that, that image because it's, it's pretty glorious. I oh. mean, you look like gladiator I, I mean, just thank you. throwing that thank weight you. up. I think some, it was people the, get, some people used to think I was Russell Crowe in the gladiator days, but nice. now maybe I look like Russell Crowe these days, yeah. which is really different. I think it was the five pound weight that was in that picture, oh, not, not the 25. Okay. Thanks so much. Yeah. All but, right. uh, I want to get, get on with this, man. Yeah, let's yeah. get on. Let's stop making fun of me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to get right into it, I guess. And okay. Maybe just give us like a gross statement of um, yesterday and just, I want to ask the question, why is it important to know that Jesus um, dealt with temptation in the same way that we do? All right. So the gross statement, meaning like Gro- you know, all encompassing, like, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. gross amount yeah, yeah. versus not, like, not like, like a disgusting. disgusting. One. Okay. Yeah. Um, yesterday was all about trying to ask the question. I, I used the, the imagery. If I put a stethoscope over Jesus' heart and I could hear his heartbeat as far as how he feels and what he thinks about our dealings with temptation, what would that be? And I think it's really important, especially looking at the fully human side of Jesus, to to understand one, we have someone that relates to and understands and gets the battle that all of us deal with on a constant basis with different types of temptation. And then also realizing that Jesus is fully human, but he's also fully God, and he's ascended into heaven. He sits on the throne, and he is our advocate. He is our high priest, the book of Hebrews says. And so how he thinks about when we fail in our temptation and sin, um, that completely um, dictates how I approach or choose not to approach him. And so I think those are really important to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been a pastor for quite some time now. And I know that you listed off a bunch of different kinds of temptations from that that study Mm -hmm. at the beginning of your message yesterday. But I guess just on a more personal, practical level from like what you see when you're working with people, like whether it's been in the past, whether it's right now, like what do you see as like a lot of common temptations temptations that people are dealing with here and now, or maybe who have been and have they worked through it, all that kind of stuff. Like what, what are you seeing? What's a, like a cultural kind of temperature right now? I mean, I think anxiety and worry is a huge temptation that is oftentimes creating people to be in this really paralyzed state to actually do anything. A lot of fear. Um, there is a lot of sexual temptation that's out there, whether it's um, looking at things online or on the phone, or unfortunately connecting with people online, and um, whether it be old acquaintances or finding new acquaintances, and they're already married, so they shouldn't have an acquaintance. Like that is a, a strong temptation that I think people uh, are working through, and I think just in general the the temptation to constantly choose to veg out 
um, whether that be through the phone, through watching Netflix or whatever it is, um, or sometimes just, um, you know, mindlessly scrolling and shopping on Amazon. Like those are big temptations for people. Yeah. And what are the implications of those? Like, what is wow. that? How, how is that destroying people's <laughs> well, lives? I mean, you know, I mean, one leads to affairs. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes it leads to just a really corrupted mindset in terms of sex and sexuality. Um, sometimes it leads to large amounts of debt um, if the, the shopping issue gets out of hand. And then where I think the biggest issue is, is in the next generation, when it comes to the overusage of electronics and phones and all that kind of stuff, like we've passed that on to our kids. Mm-hmm. And and so their inability to be in interpersonal flesh and blood real life relationships or to feel like they're actually being paid attention to because the parents are distracted. I, I think it impacts the next generation a lot mm-hmm. in their relational dynamics. So, I mean, what's the fix? I mean, you, you <laughs> gave some, uh, some practical takeaways and, and yeah. essentially, um, I think it was, you said your, your three like kind of takeaways at the end was that Jesus gets us. He's merciful. He, he handles this with, with grace and he's gentle in it. And we're supposed to, um, in turn, draw near to him, follow right. his example. Right. Um, but like, how, yeah, what is the the how and the why and 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 what to yeah. overcoming these temptations? Yeah. Well, I don't want to I don't want to jump too far ahead because that's what Pete's going to be mm-hmm. working through this week. So we decided to actually do this temptation uh, message in two parts. So I'm more looking at how Jesus responds, how he feels. Mm-hmm. Jesus, or excuse me, Pete, <laughs> Jesus and Pete, same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Pete's going to be talking more about how did Jesus in his humanity mm-hmm. um, deal with temptation, but not ever sin. Yeah. Um, and so I would say, you know, without, like I said, taking stepping what, on his step toes, toes yeah, what yeah. he's going to talk about. I, I mean, a part of it is definitely when you are aware that you have things that tempt you to try to move away from them. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the easiest thing. Um, it, it's, it's not easy, but it's, it, it really is easy. It's like um, you look in the Bible, and especially in terms of sexual morality, the Bible just says, flee, like run, like get the freak away from it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and a lot of times it's the things that when we place ourselves in environments that, are, um, that can become very conducive for us experiencing those temptations, we have to change our environments. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know a lot of people who have strong enough willpower and self-control when they put themselves in an environment where they have fallen multiple times that they're actually going to make it through this this time. Hmm. You might get a couple wins here and there, yeah. but overall you're like, that's nah, not good. Yeah. Is that something that you see pretty regularly that when people are dealing with temptations, they kind of run back to the same temptations over the long haul? Or is it more like a... like? Um, selective in different seasons, all that kind of stuff. Like, like, what do you see? Is it, is a lot of, um, yeah, the, the, I, I the think same the temptations kind of remain the same, how they're actuated or how they actually, people go about like fulfilling the temptation changes in different seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like, for example, if you're talking about shopping, I mean, the, as you get older and hopefully you have a more secure job and have more income, like the purchases um, that result in debt and uh, lack of margin are more significant because there's more money to spend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's um, different ways in terms of people's fear and worry and anxiety that um, different stages of life, like 
like I, I, I didn't have fear, the temptation of worry and fear near as much before I had children. But now mm-hmm. I have kids, like a lot of my anxiety is based upon their life, not, not my own mm-hmm. life. And so I think that a lot of the, the temptations, you know, the scriptures talk about, even just they're, they're very common. And mm-hmm. money, sex, and power are like vices for everybody. And how people pursue those or get tempted in those ranges changes for each person, but yeah. um, they're very common. Yeah. And when left unchecked, they can just keep oh, yeah. getting more and more. The weight can kind of add up, just like mm-hmm. you know, that uh, um, that analogy that you played out with the weights yeah. um, was a really powerful way, I think, of, of showing that where for the sexual immorality example that you gave, it starts out small and then it mm-hmm. could turn into that 15 pound weight pretty soon. And then it's a 25 pound weight. Maybe yeah. that's leading to a fair or that, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, one of the beautiful things that I loved about your message yesterday was um, that moment when you talked about suffering through sin, because um, just like those weights, when it's left unchecked, that weight begins to be a lot and, yeah. and you suffer while you're trying to hold this up or yeah. you're trying to power through things. Um, and you keep falling down again and again and again. Um, I started thinking about this idea that, um, when you're trying to resist temptation, the pressure feels a lot more than when you just give into it. Yeah. I mean, think about five minutes of being tempted compared to if you just give in then, what would it have been an hour later yeah. or, you know, yeah. years and years and years. Yeah. Um, there's like all those kinds of examples, um, which gives me some kind of comfort and some understanding almost of what Jesus must have actually experienced in his resisting of temptation. Um, I'm sure that he felt a burden and a weight that we'll never even understand, probably yeah. a pressure of temptation that we'll never understand because I don't know if, you're like me. I I can't resist temptation my whole life, like yeah. like Jesus did. Yeah. And so, what does that make you think? I mean, as I'm saying that, like, how does that make you feel? Does that make you picture Jesus in a different way, or or think of um, temptation in a different way when you look at it in that lens? Yeah, I mean, I th- I I think that Jesus was able to see reality as God intended reality to be which probably limited his temptation. Mm. I mean, I, I think he fully believed, and f- like sometimes sometimes our greatest impetus to actually living the godly life is our unwillingness to actually carry out and live out our theology. Mm. Like we know what God says is best, and, we, and, and Jesus actually saw that, believed that, knew that, at times sought the Father to probably be realigned to come into alignment with that. But when you choose to, on a daily basis or in the moments, constantly ask the Lord, right, to, to renew my mind, right, to help me see things through your perspective, the temptation quickly can, can fade in that moment because you start to see things the way that, that God intends you to see, as, as he wants you to see them. And so knowing that Jesus dealt with them, but then actually provided a way through them, I, I, I find like... Like it makes me want to pursue him more. Um, I, I don't know if I've shared on this hmm. podcast here. I think I might have shared this in a, in a message once. But like you know, I shared yesterday that you know I'm one of the things that that is a temptation for me is is looking at stuff I shouldn't look at, whether it's on my phone or online. And so I have a lot of 
guardrails, if you will. Um, to, I have accountability software, all this type of stuff to, to, to ensure that I don't go in that direction. And, um, and when it comes to that, like I found my desire to start having victory in that when I started to interact with men who'd overcome mm-hmm. that or didn't deal with that anymore, ever. Mm-hmm. Versus when I used to sit with guys who were struggling with the same thing. And so my conversations in those moments was more like, a, hey, I failed. Oh, me too, man. Oh, man. oh, we'll get him next time. And so like we were commiserating and, and just kind of like giving permission to, to keep mm-hmm. sinning versus having Even though some, it seemed like you had a support group. Even yeah, but felt, the support yeah. group was like, you know, um, mm-hmm. just all guys, maybe, maybe it's like an AA meeting in some ways, but yeah. they at least have a desire to get past it and they have, they have a sponsor, right? And that's, that's the power of AA. They have a sponsor who is sober to mm-hmm. walk you through it. And so sometimes in temptation moments, you need to find people who've either overcome that temptation mm-hmm. or don't deal with that temptation versus being surrounded by people who struggle with that temptation because you usually bring each other down then. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that, all that to say, knowing mm-hmm. that Jesus overcame those temptations yet experienced them yeah. makes me want to pursue him even more because he actually showed the way and provided yeah. the way through it. Yeah, but then like you said in the sermon, the temptation itself isn't the the sin. The sin, yeah. No, it's the acting upon it. Yeah. And so, do you think that temptations ever truly go away, or do you think mm. it's more of a um, walking in step with the Spirit yeah. and learning to listen to His voice and to choose Him instead that actually is what results in victory? Yeah, I, I would say temptation probably never goes away. I, I mean, some may start to lesson over time um but but i think it's still there but i think um those fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. right the, the more you walk with him mm-hmm. and those are cultivated within you um i think it gives you strength as well I, I think self-control is a mm-hmm. muscle that you have to work out yeah. and when you do not work out and exercise self-control it's the same thing with patience like you're not just going to become a patient person without putting yourself at times in positions where you have to wait mm-hmm. and as you are in positions where you have to wait it strengthens that muscle of patience and it's also in those moments surrendering to the spirit to say, give me patience in this. The same thing is true with self-control. The more that you say no, and the more that you do not give in to those temptations, those urges where it becomes sin, I think that those muscles are are strengthened. And sometimes the urges aren't near as strong. Um, and I think it's also you you start to renew your mind, as the Bible says, and it mm-hmm. brings about transformation. Um and so Satan is sneaky. I think that the moment you start to move past one temptation, he's going to try to kind of be that, that, that serpent that's going to bring about another one mm-hmm. or another uh, avenue for the same one. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's a matter of not having an unrealistic vantage point to think that temptation is just going to mm-hmm. be done in your life. It's how do I not let temptation get the best of me and overcome me and move it to sin? Right. Um. This is a got a bug. I know. I saw that. You see that? I was like, this was a uh, this is a a, a silly story, but it was it was something I was thinking of during the during the message. Okay, Um, it's about my dog. Okay, (laughs) your dog tempts you? No, 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 no. I don't know what that even means. No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. Um, I remember when he was a puppy, like when we first got him, and he's like doing a whole teething thing. He's like. 
he, he's biting on everything. He he's chews everything up, like yeah. things that you don't want him to chew. Yeah. Even though you have all of these amazing toys that you get him, all the, the bones, all that kind of stuff, he, he would still choose the rug or he would mm. still choose your coffee table yeah. or, or, you know, the very clothes. things you don't want yeah, him yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I kind of drew like a weird parallel between temptation and that. It's like, he's going to nibble no matter what. There's going to be some kind of desire for Mm-hmm. for him to do something and dog trainers all around the world they say when they start nibbling you just give them something positive like reinforce the activity that they're doing but do it hmm. like redirect the attention so like, you can I, nibble but make sure you nibble on the right thing yeah, yeah yeah so like as soon as you start seeing him like nibbling on your coffee table like redirect give don't the kick treat, the dog all that don't kick of, the dog no no, no. okay <laughs> I wouldn't kick my dog. <laughs> no, no, po- positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and it just made me think about that where it's like, that's the reality with me is like, I'm uh, I'm not as smart as I think I am or mm. I'm not as self-controlled as I think I am. Like if I see something shiny, I'm going to go for it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but the reality is, is that just like, a dog toy compared to your furniture, like God has a much better way and a much better yeah. life um, for us. And as we look at temptation, um, there's always a better way. There's yeah. always a better um, avenue to uh, take that energy that you would have wanted to use towards yeah. temptation and use it for the purposes of of God. And um yeah, it's just that that really kind of got me hmm. got me thinking yesterday, um, and it made me even start internalizing the the shiny things that I run to, right? Yeah, or the even not so shiny things, but like the lies that I'll start to believe about myself or a certain situation, all that. Like when you started sharing some of the things that you are tempted with, or even after the f- end of the first service, like when we had that extended kind of oh, close, yeah, yeah. and and you shared like that you love doing it, but there's also a fear of like, what are people going to think of this? Oh yeah. We had the time of prayer afterwards. Yeah. 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 Um, that vulnerability was, was awesome. And it sparked more like vulnerability within me to start thinking about those things that I, I start to struggle with at times where I'd say like the two biggest ones and they, um, they have a lot of subcategories underneath them, but like one of them honestly is choosing comfortability over intentionality. Like, Mm. I think there's so many things that are involved with that where it's like, man, it was a long, long day. It would feel much better to go home and just turn on a movie, watch yeah. something on the couch and, yeah. and not actually have a conversation with my wife at the end of the day or, you know, um, on the weekends when it's like, man, we should really go spend time with people. But I've been with people all week because yeah. it's my job to be with people. Yeah, I want to be alone. Yeah. Um, when there's these things that like, claim that they're going to fill me up but never actually do yeah um so like that's a big one and then also imposter kind of syndrome and i'm sure there's probably a lot of people listening to this podcast that that have that same kind of thing where it's like you start to believe that maybe you're not the right person for um the calling that god's given to you whether that's in a job whether that's in your relationship whether that's in um, relationships with other people, friends, all that kind of thing, all those kinds of things. Um, and I think that your vulnerability started to spark that within me. And I wonder if we were more vulnerable just with each other, if, um, these temptations that we 
run to would be, um, I don't want to say normalized, but, um, less so, um, internal struggles. Like I I would, I just think that like, as you're saying that Jesus talks about Mm-hmm. to let light shine into darkness yeah. to illuminate those things exactly and so vulnerability i mean vulnerability does that that it allows light to come into darkness and it permits other people to have light shine on their darkness mm-hmm. now if vulnerability only leads us to all recognizing how horrible we are as humans <laughs> and yeah. never pushing ourselves to actually pursue god's best mm-hmm. then i think vulnerability is is worthless yeah. but if it's being vulnerable for the sake of saying, this is my struggle, and I want someone else to know that so mm-hmm. so we can go through this together or someone can come aside and help me, and it pushes us towards betterment, then I think that then we need to share more openly mm-hmm. and, 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 and realize, like, what I'm amazed by in my job hmm. over 20 years of doing this now is, like, I'll sit with people who come in and feel like their life is terrible or they made stupid choices and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes, yeah, they have made some bad choices. But but as I sit there, I, I always find myself being like, I get that. I like I, I should be sitting on someone's couch too. Like I've got a lot of crap that I deal mm-hmm. with. And I just don't like talking about it. Yeah. And it's kind of like what I talked about at the beginning of the message yesterday. It's like it, it's the idea of like there there's a there's an embarrassment to it. Mm-hmm. There's a guilt, there's a shame to it. Yeah. Um and, and so we'd rather just hide. Um, but there's such power when it's actually brought to light. And mm-hmm. Jesus says, like, like, I love you. You need to be secure in my love for you. I already died on the cross to pay for that sin. So bring it to the light so we can get get to business and get it out of you, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I just think that um one, let's stop stop trying to act like someone you're not, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of there are a lot of great people, but most of us are have brokenness yep. in us. And let's Let's own that, share that, take it to Jesus, yeah. and walk to Jesus together in it. So yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. I haven't shared this like on a podcast before, but I'd say a lot of people that are close to me know this journey. Even part of coming out here, I've started to learn a lot about myself, and um, one of the things that I've that I've personally been learning is to do just that: is to mm-hmm. be vulnerable, is to be real with people. Yeah. Um, I feel like the whole first four to five years of my ministry career was trying to work my way up to be something that I thought I needed to be, yeah. whether that was a worship pastor or, um, I don't know, like a good leader or all of these kinds of kinds of things that, um, that in turn, in that pursuit of being those things, um, I started to internally even um protect the the innermost like complications or temptations or all that kind of stuff to protect that inside and then to project something different yeah um which i'm sure that probably resonates with some people listening right now but um what i've learned especially here at rise there's a culture here that doesn't really allow that (laughs) um (laughs) yeah where actually in being open, in being real, in being vulnerable with people, um, and 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 not trying to have everything perfectly scripted or perfectly, um, you know, a perfect image, all that kind of stuff. Like actually being in trenches with people and and sharing your life with them, 
it actually has gotten me and done the things that I thought I needed to do to be in the places that I thought I needed to be. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't know if I said that super clear, but like the things that you were, the, the way things, in which you're going about certain opportunities in the yeah. past you have found. Yeah. yeah and and I, and I noticed that it's actually given people more of a reason to follow Yeah, and given more of a, more of a reason for people to actually like receive yeah. your leading in yeah. their lives is when they can see that that is something that's real in your life. And maybe that's why it's so important that we know that Jesus was tempted. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's so important that we know that he understands mm-hmm. and, and we can feel known because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Well, even I, I, shared in the sermon it was like a last minute edition and i don't even like i said i i shared that i know that this may be even conjecture but pete talked to me before the service just like and it's so fascinating that like mm-hmm. how the book of hebrews uses the the phrase high priest so much and talks about jesus being our high priest but then to know at the actual times that jesus was living that the high priest was a very corrupted position and one that lived in more opulence um, and didn't have the ability to relate to the everyday common person because they'd been bought out by the Roman government and all these other different things. And I just think there's something inside all of us that like we resonate with and we yearn to walk beside and even follow someone mm-hmm. that we believe gets us and understands mm-hmm. us. And some high priest that's living on the hog on a high hill that this mm-hmm. has just... We, it's just like, ah, oh, that seems so foreign and distant. But it, but to know that Jesus as our high priest is one who comes and he mm. gets in the, the grittiness and the messiness and and just the, the brokenness with us and leads us away from it, I, I find that to be so captivating. And I've always said that my favorite <clears throat> virtue of Jesus, like people ask, what's, what's your favorite quality about him? Is his integrity. Mm. It's because there's nothing that Jesus asks us to do that he himself did not first do. There's no commands that he gives that he didn't live out. Like, and so he he backs up what he says, and those are the types of people we want to follow. Yeah. And and he is like the quintessential example. That dumb bug <laughs> is know. in my eye it's over right and over again. <laughs> so um, but yeah, so I yeah, just yeah. I find to know these things about Jesus in his full humanity um, just makes me fall more in love with him and want to mm. follow him more. Yeah. So what would you say to the person right now that might be listening or maybe someone who's listening, who's mentoring a person who's maybe in some kind of a struggle with temptation that maybe doesn't feel known, maybe mm. feels like they're stuck in their own thing or um, is, is isolated, is kind of doing it on their own, trying to muster up their own courage, muster up their own strength to overcome these temptations. Like, like what would you say maybe to that person who feels stuck and yeah. alone and doesn't have hope that they'll get over these things? One, openly acknowledge it before God. He already knows it. He already sees it. <laughs> so like, don't don't act like it doesn't exist. And that's not like like this idea of confessing in the sense of like even massive remorse. It's just tell God your struggles. Bring it to Him because He's gentle. He's He has pity. He has compassion. Right? Like, start by telling Him like this is a big deal, God, and I don't know how to get past this. And then begin praying that God would give you someone that you could share it with. Just someone. 
right? And and there's such power. That's what James chapter, chapter five talks about. Confess your sins to one another because then it's, it talks about that there's, there's freedom that, that comes in that. And so, you know, some things don't need to be known by everybody, but they need to be known by somebody. Mm-hmm. And so figure out the somebody. Sometimes it might be like the somebody is like, maybe you find an online counselor that has, that's completely like not in your like direct life right now, yeah. but you at least get a chance to, to get it out. And they can help you, and then they give you the courage if you do that the first time, maybe to then to to share someone in a, in a closer circle. Yeah. But I think that that when we keep whatever it is within, it it just it's it just grows. Like I don't, it takes on a life of its own, and it just feels like just like this like growth that takes over your whole body. And and I just when you speak it out and tell someone, it it seems to release it. It seems to like give you power to say, wait a minute, like I can. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. If anyone's watching online, you see there is this gnat that keeps flying in front of my face and it just landed right in the middle of my forehead. And I'm trying to be so serious and speak to that person out there, but but this is real. Like there's a stupid bug. Yeah. And um it's a uh, temptation it's to want to Satan fly. Remo- remove that bug, right? <laughs> so no, I, I, th- I'm I think sorry. I think no, I, I didn't mean I, I to think, laugh. I, think, I didn't mean to I, laugh. I, it just landed I think right I, in the middle. I of your think people understood what I said. I don't yeah. know where to go from there, yeah, honestly. Yeah. So well, well, with that, let's. Uh, we're getting kind of close to our time here. I yeah. just want to ask, I guess, one last question is: yeah. Is there anything that um, you would have wanted to share yesterday that maybe you didn't get the chance to because of time restraints, or because Pete's kind of taking on the second part of this, or um, maybe another side of that question is: Is there anything that you would have wanted people to hear from your sermon yesterday that, if there was one thing that they took away from? Um, that that this would be the golden nugget. I would say the part that was that I'm I didn't spend a lot of time on, but I'm probably most passionate about, and it's because of my own journey um, of how I perceive God. Is just the idea that Jesus is gentle, like, and the reason that is so hard for me at times to like wrap my mind around is because I'm not gentle with myself. Mm. Like I, I beat myself up a ton when I fail and, and fail, not even in terms of temptation. Like it's just, if I, if I screw up, like I, I just, I beat myself up. I'm not gentle with me. And to think that Jesus is gentle with me, one is hard for me at times to believe, but also it's so refreshing to know, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that our God is gentle with us. And, and and compassionate and and that's a beautiful thing. Like yeah. I, I just uh, I know that and I've felt it and I've sensed it and I've experienced it. But I always have to like remind myself of it because of how much I beat myself up over things. Yeah. So so yeah, I would want someone to know. Yeah, Jesus is gentle and that's a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, it's approachable. Yeah. He wants to be gentle. He does. He, he, he wants to be a part of your life too. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, so I, I, I was, when I, you said that, I just, I was picturing like my son, Connor, um, I need to change this. Like he loves to like, want to like just crawl all over me and snuggle. I don't, that's not my favorite thing. Cause a lot of times when he snuggles and all that kind of stuff, he's kicking and moving and elbowing. He just wants to sit still. Hmm. And there's times that I'll just be like, dude, get off. Like, stop, move. Yeah. I am not showing my son 
the gentleness of God mm. through his example of an earthly father. So I just, that just came to my mind. Like I need mm. to, yeah. those are subtle ways that those types of things get embedded into our mm. subconscious and yeah. maybe directly affect the way we perceive God. So, mm. yeah. So yeah, just taking consideration, even how we treat people and does it reflect who God is to us? Sure. But. Sure. Well, I hope that this podcast today was helpful if, yeah. if you're listening and the fly Brandon, got a lot yeah. out of it i mean that fly oh, was sure. here the whole time i mean I he was listening the whole time well he's, <laughs> buzzing he's around. gone now so yeah. <laughs> must have got something out of it <laughs> but um yeah i hope that yeah this conversation today was was helpful and hopefully got you thinking and yeah. uh thank maybe, you for sharing too thanks for sharing yeah, of course being vulnerable as well it's for good. sure so. yeah well next week we got uh pete talking about temptation part two yep Part so. two, and we'll see who's going to be on digging deeper with him. I don't know yet. So. All right, all right. Well, we will see you next week.